right, friends, this is the Interesting People I Know podcast, working title, name to be changed in 2020, TBD, what that's going to be. Welcome. I'm Carrie Freitas. It's the last episode of 2019. It's my 21st episode. And it's been so cool this year to dive into podcasting. Um, and I appreciate you being along for the ride. I have loved it. I'm going to keep doing it. Hopefully next year, um, it just expands. I'd love to be able to do it, gosh, every week reliably and um, maybe in a new format. I don't know. But um, the whole process and journey has been fantastic so far. So thanks for being here with me. And happy holidays and looking forward to the new year. I had um, a little ceremony last night because it was the last full moon of 2019 and did some um, kind of ceremonious burning in the fireplace of um, things I didn't want to not literally like actual items, but I wrote down things that I didn't want to bring into 2020 with me, whether those were feelings, behaviors, stories, I tell myself, um, you know, ways of thinking, um, and wrote them down on slips of paper and burned them in the fire. And it felt really great and kind of primal. And I'd encourage anyone that's open to that kind of thing, it might sound too woo woo for some people. And I respect that. Um, but I thought it felt great um, to do that. And it's another way to reinforce, you know, your goal setting. Um, in this case, it was all about cleansing and kind of leaving stuff behind to make room for great new stuff, juicy, new, amazing things for 2020. So my next step is to write down and manifest what those good things are going to be to replace the stuff that I'm leaving behind. So that all feels really good. And I'd encourage you to, to do it in whatever way feels good, even if you just think it in your mind, like, hey, you know, this next year, I don't want to do this. I'm going to try to do this instead, whether that's positive self-talk, whether that's, um, getting out in nature more, whether that's, you know, opening up to people more, being more authentic, whatever it looks like for you, I would encourage you to pursue it. And that's the theme of today's podcast is what I've learned in 2019, which is a ton. And I've, um, I'm not gonna tell you everything I learned, because that would take too long. uh, Because I have a lot to learn. And I still do. That's, I think, part of the human condition. And what's so like, beautiful about this opportunity to be here on earth is to um, learn and grow and change and evolve. And stay open. Um, so with that, uh, I'm going to go right into it. I've got five different things I learned themes, and we'll see um, where we go with it. But here we we dive in. So first was um, being more accepting and less judging. I feel like um, I, it's one thing, you know, especially as a, I think it's as a, a woman or a girl, when you're growing up, it's a way to bond with other girls or women is to like trash talk people or things. And Um, I don't know how that even started, but I feel like it happens in a couple of ways. It's like um, if you're intimidated or threatened or jealous of someone, you know, you're kind of taught to tear them down and you band together and tearing these people down. Maybe it's like the popular, you know, most beautiful girl in school, or maybe it's um, someone that gets better grades than you, or maybe as an adult, it's someone that you feel is more successful in whatever, you know, um, I don't know, measure you're looking at. And so I think it's it's kind of in our culture. And I see it nowadays, too. I mean, it's it's not like I'm not judgy anymore at all. But I think I've really worked this year just to think, you know what, like, what's my why for judging this person? You know, what is it saying about me? Because ultimately, it is about me. So if I'm judging someone for being, oh, she's too thin, well, you know, maybe she is 
too thin and I'm worried about her health and she's a good friend, that's something different. But maybe I'm just, you know, casting stones at her because I'm not pleased with my own weight or my appearance. Or maybe um, I'm cutting someone down that's really successful in in what I do um, because I'm jealous of their success. And I then I have to step back and go, you know, gosh, um, number one, and I'll get to this in a moment, is about, you know, the abundance paradigm and thinking there's enough of everything for everyone so that there's no need to be worried about scarcity and and uh, worried that someone's taking yours, whatever that is, money, jobs, uh, love, etc. But then there's the other piece of, you know, why am I judging this person? What does it say about me? Is it triggering something in me? Um, is it the place where I judge myself? Is it something I'm insecure about? So I've tried to step back and it's been... Um, at the beginning of the year, it was hard in the moment sometimes to stop because it was such an automatic reflex. But now I think I've really done a lot of work and I'm super proud of myself and excited about my new set point, which is just looking at everyone as a human that's just trying to do their best um, and loving on them. You know, even if they're lashing out in pain, you know, there was a recent client situation where, um, you know, a client of the client was lashing out and in frustration at myself and my team at, at kitchen table. And, you know, at first, my first reflex was like, oh, you know, screw that, you know, fuck you. Um, this was in my head. Um, but then I thought, you know what, like, what's going on for them? Like, this isn't about us, you know, um, what do they have going on? And, you know, I think in this case, this person, you know, was having a hard day, um, not the best, you know, um, sales day and for her business. And um, I could kind of sense that it was so palpable. And it was two things. One is it made me have grace for her. And I just even though she was being kind of hateful, just trying to send love her way um, through the universe, or, you know, however you want to do it, God, you know, Buddha, your own thoughts. Um, But then also, just the relief of not personalizing something um, was very strong. I mean, at the beginning, I kind of fell victim to personalizing it and saying, well, we're the best team and we've done nothing but help this gal. And, and then I, it took me like an hour to really step back and go, wait a sec, you know, put into place the filters, think about it. And then I was able to say, oh, it's such a relief. I know we're doing great work. I'm really proud of my team. We have nothing to do with this. This is just this gal having a bad day or a bad month. And I feel for her and, you know, must be very stressful to be in her position. And there was a sense of relief and also like love going out um, that I think was definitely a a reset for me from from the beginning of this year and past years. And I think if you if you walk around looking at people like that, so, um, you know, whether they're lashing out or whether you just don't understand where they're coming from especially in this divisive time in some ways politically. Um, if you, you know, you don't agree with, you know, let's say, you know, their kids bullying your kid and, and that's not okay, obviously, but, you know, looking at the why and the come from and, and feeling for other people and their struggles, I think is really super important. And I felt like I've just become a, a much more loving person. Um, and that's not always been easy, but it's a mindful practice And at the end of the day, because I feel like I'm putting more love out in the universe, I feel like I'm getting a ton more love back. I feel a lot more peaceful um, and I feel a lot more secure um, and confident as a result of that. Because I think as I'm giving other people grace, I'm giving myself grace, you know, and I think and I know I'm learning and I'm acknowledging that I've just opened myself up so much more to people I maybe never would have communed with, if you will, and like hung out with or been exposed to and that's been really enriching too like hearing different viewpoints 
talking and like, you know, giving time to people I normally would have maybe written off. Um, And I think that that to me has been like super, super enriching and a super big, wonderful part of this year for me. The second thing um, I learned was how to, and this was part of this practice, was how to express love and appreciation. So I've always been, I think, pretty loving on my people, you know, my friends and my family. But this year I stepped it up and I'm like, you know, I'm going to say I love you like every time I'm feeling it. It turns out I'm feeling it all the time. So um, and people have not, I don't think, gotten sick of me saying that I love them and that I appreciate them. And I've just been very upfront with it Um, when I'm feeling it. I say it and I almost feel like, you know, it's one of those like weird. I don't want to say it out loud because I'm like one of those like um like some superstitious people. So I'm knocking on the wood chair right now. But I almost feel like I'm living the life that like, if you know, you have limited time on the earth, which we all do, but we tend to obviously um, avoid thinking about mortality, because that would be depressing day in day out. But I feel like I'm living that life now. And I'm healthy, knock on wood. Um, So it's like, expressing the love just like, you know, all the time, because who knows, right? So to me, I've been doing it with my family, with my friends. Um, and even with, you know, with, with clients now, and even with potential clients, like in business, and some people may be uncomfortable with this. And, you know, I don't, I haven't gotten any negative feedback, but I don't know. But I've been expressing to clients how thankful, you know, we are for them in my just regular emails. Um, so for example, you know, if we're writing to them about um, maybe like a new event that we're doing, you know, putting together for them, I'll say, thank you so much for this opportunity to, you know, put some really fun creativity and ideation into your business. We are so appreciative of, of the opportunity in your business. And I, I say that not just at year end at holiday, but I've been doing it all year. Um, or when we work with the journalist to place a story, I'll say, thank you so much for your time, your consideration. You know, this means a lot to us as a team. And especially for if it's for a nonprofit, I'll thank the journalist for a story about them that furthers their mission that helps them get more awareness to help more kids that are sick to help more people who are homeless. Like so I've just been really practicing this this gratitude and this appreciation for people and expressing it out loud. It feels really good. Like I said, I've gotten no kind of comments like, Carrie, this is over the top, which, you know, who knows? Maybe some people feel like it is, but I'm willing to take the chance. And so I just want all of my people, whether they're personal, business, acquaintances, just to feel appreciated, seen, heard, loved, um, and like they make a difference. And um, I've been doing some gratitude gatherings with with groups of women uh, that I'll be expanding uh, next year to people that I don't know, or maybe just know through other people, um, and not as close of a group um, of friends. But it's been one of those things where gathering together, expressing, you know, kind of communing together with each other, nourishing each other through um, delicious food, fun drinks, um, great conversations. Um, and manifesting for each other, whoever's comfortable doing that, um, you know, kind of loving on each other with, you know, um, self-affirming thoughts or giving people inspirational messaging while they're there. So just, um, I just want as many people as I can touch to feel really good, to feel like they're making a difference in my life. And and if you're making a difference in my life, you know, I know I'm not the only one who you're impacting. And um, I'm hoping that with 2020 and, and going forward that I'll have a build a bigger platform to help more people feel loved and appreciated and, um, and worthy. I think it's super important. So I've just been really out there with it. Um, 
and I feel like it's definitely impacted, um, whether or not it's impacted my business relationships, I don't know. Um, those have always been, you know, strong relationships, I feel, but I, I'm hoping they are behind the scenes. Um, and then I think with my personal relationships, I sense um, softness in me. Um, and I think people are responding to that. Um, I feel closer to my friends. I feel closer to my family. And I love it. I think it's all good. So again, the second thing I've learned and that I would encourage you to practice is expressing love and appreciation in those moments and every moment you're feeling it, even if it feels kind of silly at the beginning, because at first I was like, wow, I'm really out there with it. I'm saying like, I love you all the time. And, you know, maybe it seems sappy to some people. Like every time I text a friend, I'm like, I'm so thankful for you, you know, and, um, but it feels good to me and selfishly. So, and I, I, it, I know it's with really great intent. So hopefully I'm not making anyone uncomfortable, but it just feels good. And I feel softer, more available, um, more real and more connected, which feels great. And in addition to that, I am doing gratitude practice. So every time I think about it, when I stop and then I do it definitely at night, but hopefully more throughout the day, I just stop and think, wow, like how thankful am I for whatever it is, my body, um, that, lives and breathes and and gets me places. Um, How thankful I am to have um, a great team of people I work with whom I, you know, really care for and admire um, and who work really hard and we all work with purpose. And like a lot of people don't have that. I'm super thankful for that. I want everyone to have it. Um, How thankful I am for a healthy, loving family, um, including like stepchildren I have now that, you know, I've always wanted a bigger family. Like, look, the universe, God, all the people up there gave it to me. And I'm, I'm trying to just remember to celebrate um, just everything every day and, and be in gratitude. And it really has made a huge difference. So uh, stemming from that abundance. So I talked about it in the first point about, you know, getting jealous or feeling kind of at odds with people because you feel like they're getting yours, whether it's in business. Oh, they took my client or, um, they are doing so great, you know, there's just not enough for me, that means my business is going to suck this year. Or um, if you're dating, you know, and maybe another friend, you know, gets a boyfriend, and you're like, well, there goes my chance. I mean, you didn't want that guy, but there are only so many good guys out there, or good girls, good gals, you know, Um, or, oh, their kid got into X school, and mine didn't, you know, um, there goes that, you know, I think a lot of people think that there are only so many opportunities. And certainly there are some things that are finite, right? Um, Maybe there are only a certain number of openings at Cornell or something. I mean, um, but I would argue that, you know, if your kid didn't get in there, even if it was a dream school, the universe, God, everyone up there has a different plan for your kid. That's just as beautiful and amazing, which is going to be their path and great. And to me, I think if we all start to embrace abundance, and again, I know I'm saying this from a place of privilege, um, you know, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't maybe obviously be feeling as abundant necessarily if I were one of the boys in uh, Chesenyi that, you know, Annabelle Burgandy is helping through Streets to Success that we talked about last podcast, right? But from where I sit, um, I, you know, I think I have an obligation to be in a, a really good healthy mental place and emotional place to be spreading that into the world because I'm not worried about the day to day. So I think I need to operate on a higher level and be a force for good and um, good vibes and, and change in the world. So part of that to me is believing in abundance. That there's enough for everybody. There's enough business out there for everybody. You know, let's say you go head to head with someone for a piece of business, you're a salesperson or you're an agency or whatever. 
you know, someone, yes, someone might win that business. And maybe there's only that one piece of business for a certain automotive company or something, but there's other business out there. You don't, you know, that's maybe not for you. And I think if you believe in abundance, one, it definitely takes a lot of stress off your shoulders, just knowing that there's plenty for everyone. You need to work hard, but you don't have to scrap, backstab, do weird things to win love, friends, business, you know, money. Um, I think if you can operate from a place of, you know what, I sit confidently in faith that there's enough for everyone and I'll get mine if I just continue to be a good person, treat others with kindness and respect, comport myself, you know, with integrity, do hard work and great work, you know, you're going to get yours. And so there's no need to one waste time being jealous. That's an emotion that does only harm for you. The other person, you know, either doesn't care is great with what they're doing. It's not their problem, right? So that's just going to eat you up inside. Um, And also, if you're living in fear of scarcity, which is the opposite of abundance, then that's, I think, keeping you super small, like, you know, then it's like, you might not take the big chances that you want to take or be as as big and bold as you would with a certain proposal you're you're sending out to a potential client or prospect. Or um, you might not encourage your kids to really go after their dreams if you believe, well, there's only so many spots, let's not even try, you know, um, my kid wants to be a rock star. Well, you know, only certain people get to do that. So, you know, you might as well not even begin to practice guitar. You know, it's like, that's to me a sad way to live. We're here once. Some people believe we come back in different forms. I'd love to think that. We don't know. Um, but like, let's make the most of it and let's believe in abundance and that God and, and the universe have so much love and care for us that, you know, there's plenty out there for everybody. Why would one person be favored over another? Um, and so I feel like I operate from that. So if we don't want a piece of business as an agency, I don't, I, mean, I might be disappointed, but I don't point fingers at, that prospect or that client say, well, they don't have good taste. They don't know what they're doing. Or I don't look at the agency or individual who won the business and say, well, they suck. You know, I don't wish them well. I mean, there's no time for that. So to me, I'm just like, oh, you know what? Awesome. I'm so happy for them. Their practice is growing, you know, of the rising tide lifts all ships, you know, we're part of this great, you know, economy right now too. And the next thing that was meant for us is one will that, that we'll get. We wish these people well with the business that they got and they were the right fit. I mean, um, and even with, you know, with my kids, it's like, oh, you know what? That opportunity didn't work out. Okay, babe, something better is coming from you. I believe in abundance. There are so many opportunities. I can't wait till the one for you, you know, shows itself. Like how great is that, that going to be? Let's Let's just look forward to it. So it's not being Pollyanna. And certainly like if you you know, don't win something that you want to win, whatever that looks like, a relationship, a job, you know, a college acceptance, you know, I mean, you can take a, a, you can acknowledge the disappointment, of course, you don't want to hide or compartmentalize or run away from feelings. But then just move through it and realize that something better is coming. And to me, that's been great. And and it's really impacted my um, relationship with money. I grew up with a a dad that um, understandably, came from more of a scarcity paradigm. I mean, his parents obviously were products of the Great Depression um, and immigrants. And um, and then he, you know, grew up with that kind of scarcity paradigm. So that's what he was taught. And um, he, you know, is a, was a self-made man. Um, he's no longer with us, but he did really well for himself. And, um, but I think he still carried the scarcity paradigm with him. Again, understandably, So I'm not going to judge, as I said, and I'm going to be in love and empathy for where he was coming from. 
Um, but I just watched his relationship with money. And I think that, um, you know, again, it's good to be smart with your money, um, not to be a spendthrift. But to me, I'm like, oh, he just, I could tell he just like didn't want to really even spend it on stuff he enjoyed, you know, and, and I get it. But I think I was cognizant of like, it didn't feel good. And it felt kind of like a feeling of like insecurity and unsafe, even though he was trying to create the opposite, right? He was trying to create a stable, secure, you know, we're smart with money foundation. But it just felt like you could feel his, his emotional connection to it as like, yeah, I'm going to stockpile this now. It's like a squirrel with nuts, you know, and I'm not, you know, we're not going to spend it. We're going to be safe. But you always got this feeling in the back of your, if your mind there and the feeling at the house was like, because you just never know. And so it's like, well, I don't want to be like a chicken little, right? I'm not going to not save money for the future. And certainly that's one of my legacies is I want to be able to pass along some kind of, you know, assets to my children so that they can, you know, have a step up, right? If I'm able to do that. But I just have found that if I believe in abundance, it really heals my money relationship. So I used to be always worried about money in, in my um in past, in, it, this has kind of shifted over the past maybe two years, but mostly this year, where I'm like, you know what, there's plenty of money for everyone. Like, I'm just going to keep my, you know, again, work hard, keep my focus, work with integrity, treat people kindly. And um, the, the good work will bring and passion for my work will bring money. And so I want to be generous with my employees. Um, and I want to be generous with giving it away. And so one thing I found is I've always been philanthropically minded. And I think, um, you know, given a good amount of money every year or my time, um, lately, it's been money, um, because I've had less time to actually devote to volunteering, which I need to, I think I'd like to look at that for next year and switch that up a little bit, because I think my time would probably prove more valuable than money. But from the money standpoint, I've been like, whenever someone has a, a cause, a call to action, I'll give something, whatever I'm able to give at that moment, I try to give as much as I feel that I can. Um, I try to keep an eye out for opportunities to give in the local community. I mean, I've just, um, this, as you, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen a couple of opportunities just this holiday season for local families who are not within the realm of like a, um, a formula of like a foundation who is doing an adopt a family, they're kind of outside of that system, but needed help. And so, you know, through the grace of God, universe and, and, and good friends, we're able to, to make an impact. And I think the more I've done that, that one, it feels good, right? Um, and secondly, I've just watched money flow in even harder. So the more I give away, the more comes in. And I don't know, again, you know, if you're listening to this and not of this mindset, I totally honor that. And you can think I'm a little cuckoo and I'm like totally whole with it. And I send love to you because I know you're not judging me. You're probably just like, that sounds a little weird, but we love Carrie. Uh, but it's true and for me. And I think it would be true for you. I mean, the more I've given away, the more has come back to me, not just in in good vibes and, and karma, but um, and blessings, but really money. Um, and so... I'm going to keep doing that in 2020 and again, hope to expand it and um, hope to create a platform where I can involve more people in the giving um, in these kind of like micro gives that are, and again, I am firmly for supporting nonprofits that do great work in our community. We work with a lot of them through Kitchen Table. Um, We've talked, you know, about Streets to Success Foundation. We've talked about Miracles for Kids. Um, We've talked about Girls Inc., um, Project Hope Alliance is another one. I mean, share ourselves. There are so many 
worthy, great organizations um, to support. And um, I'm all forgiving to them too, and we do. Um, but I really, and Furnishing Hope, by the way, is another one I just found that you're going to want to know about. It's Furnishing Hope um, based here in Orange County. Um, and, but I, I kind of like to give to people that are off the map of those organizations too, because, you know, where do they go then if they don't have that kind of support? So I'm going to expand it. I'll keep you all posted on how to participate. Um, encourage you to give back because I encourage you to believe in abundance because you'll be so much more happy, peaceful, secure, um, confident, and successful when you make that shift from scarcity meaning there's not enough of everything for everybody. We've got to fight for it and scrap for it to abundance. Okay, so um, this kind of plays into, well, there's two things this plays into. I'd mentioned about my dad doing really well for himself as a self-made man. And I'm super proud of what he accomplished because he came from blue collar, you know, um, like Washington Heights, the Bronx, um, you know, to um, his he was an ad man, like kind of like Mad Men (laughs) um, with all the trappings, right, on Madison Avenue, and um, then brought his career out to the West Coast because there were ad agencies out here. That's how I met my mom because they were working together on a project. And um, he just made a really great career for himself and a great living and and gave us a great lifestyle. And um, But he could have been even bigger. Again, I don't know if that was – obviously, that wasn't his journey – Um, But I do believe it was his mission. Like, I think he would have loved to have been living bigger, not monetarily, but just like um, having his own agency um, or um, just making a huge impact in his industry that would have won like Clio Awards or, you know, something bigger. Um, I saw that and I felt it in him, but I think he just wanted to play it safe. And again, with empathy and no judgment, understanding where he came from, he already accomplished so much and there's no discounting that. But I think you know, he would have felt even more fulfilled if he had let himself think bigger, but because of how he was raised, you know, he had scarcity on the, on the brain. And I think that that scarcity can make us play it safe. Um, and also um, that scarcity kind of can make us in combination with maybe some imposter syndrome, which is something I talked about at my group last night, um, can make us play small. And um, and I feel like I don't want to play small anymore. And I've done it myself too. And some people would say, well, you know, you've gotten, you've, and I am thankful and blessed and in gratitude for my business, for my family, like for, you know, what I've been able to do. I've had great mentors and people give me opportunities like, Um, this podcast, right? Like if I didn't know Murphy, I wouldn't, I mean, I could probably figure it out, but I wouldn't have done it because I just didn't have the confidence to do it myself. And like, he's got a studio and he knows everything he's doing and, you know, he pushes it and it's great. Right. So, and then even with people that gave me opportunities to be like an editor of local magazines or write for local magazines, um, be on TV, you know, for the news, like all that stuff's been so great. And I've been blessed by those opportunities, but I think, um, you know, I do still play small. I mean, I played small even from the start of my career when I really wanted to be a broadcast journalist and a newscaster and then didn't pursue it because of fear, right? So now I'm like, wow, especially when you get to 50. And I hope that, you know, anyone younger listening to this, don't wait till 50. Like, do it when you're 17 um, or younger. You know, you look at Annabelle Burgandy from last week, who's 21, who started her own foundation halfway across the world in Uganda. Like, let's go for it, you know? So 
I want to just play bigger. Um, and one thing I think that I've learned in 2019 that I want to bring forth even more in 2020 is I've taken the chances. I've taken a leaps, right? So it's like expand the business, hire more people, go after pieces of business that you didn't think you'd ever get. Um, because you either felt like, oh, that's not for me, maybe from a scarcity place, or maybe, like I said, from an imposter syndrome, like, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, You know, it's like, okay, but, you know, you really do or else you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. Like, I think we just give ourselves, you know, we judge ourselves, as I mentioned in my first learning. Um, There's so much judgment we live on ourselves, like, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I don't know how to do that. Um, And I I think like, that's so silly to me, like, we shouldn't be thinking that way. And um, I was looking at Nico Everett, who I've spoken with on this podcast. And um, I, she's a great coach and inspirer and just a force of change. And check out her site at Nico Everett and I K O Everett E V E R E T T dot com. But she posted something on Instagram that really spoke to me right before this podcast. And it's, um, it says, there are people less qualified than you doing the things that you want to do, simply because they decide to believe in themselves, period. And that's so true. It's like, we need to believe in ourselves more. um, And really just flex those muscles and not stay small. And again, I'm not saying, you know, if you if you want to stay small, and again, I, I shouldn't say that if you if you're happy with where you're at, there's no that's not small then, right? Because if you're living your best life, that's big, no matter what anyone else thinks. Uh, on anyone else's parameters. Um, for me, I feel like I have a lot more work to do here while I'm blessed with, you know, a life on this earth. And I've mentioned, obviously, some of the things I want to start doing now and into next year. Um, and I'm going to s- stop kind of one of the things I burned in the fire last night was feeling imposter syndrome and staying small. I'm not going to do it anymore. So that was a key learning this year because I've taken small steps to play bigger like this podcast was probably the biggest playing bigger step I've taken. Um, And then I think, you know, playing bigger by expressing thanks and gratitude, like I'm allowed to do that. You know, I'm going to push myself through it because it's how I really feel. It's being me, being authentic is playing big too. So I'm being more me now than ever. And I hope to be me on level 10 next year, you know? Um, And so I would just encourage you all to look for places where you feel like, you can grow and like, can you play bigger? And again, it's not a judgment, like you should be doing this or, you know, why aren't you doing something, you know, huge in this society? It's not about that. It's about you personally. Are you realizing your full potential? Um, Is your heart like being nourished? Is your soul being nourished? Are you doing things that make you feel good daily? Um, And so to me, you know, again, this year, I learned a lot about taking steps to play bigger, and it feels really good. So I'm going to keep doing that in 2020. And that's something that I learned this year, and I've started to do, but I haven't, like, I feel like my gratitude practice is so much more um, mature and um, developed than this is. So this is kind of a beginning for me. Um, And then I think part of that to me is talking about, well, one, authenticity, I think is like, and I know it sounds um, trite, because it's like, it's like reading about artisan or craft products, right? Like everyone, everything's craft. My milk is craft because uh, it doesn't have hormones in it. Or my my cocktail's craft. It took 20 minutes to muddle. Or um, this is artisan bread or artisan this. And it's like, you know, I know it gets trite, but I do think the word authentic to me will never get old because I think if we are all truly authentic and who we are and show up as the purest 
forms of us, that's an amazing world that we've constructed. And the best for us and our loved ones is to show up as us. So um, part of my authenticity is my fifth um, thing that I've learned this year. And that is that every voice can make a difference in this world. And I think the more you express your true voice and authenticity and who you are and, and speak up for things you believe in, regardless of what scale they're on. Climate change, that's a huge scale. Um, anti-bullying, that's on a big scale. Uh, but maybe there's little smaller things you believe in, like, you know, I don't even think this is smaller, being kind to others. It seems like such a basic thing, but it, it could just create a movement. And none of us are too small to make a difference. So in talking to the group I was with last night, there can be a sense of overwhelm about, well, what do we do about climate change? Or what do we do about like hate in our society? And again, I understand that if you think about it in the whole, it does seem overwhelming and there's nothing you can do. But the the one woman in the group last night who was so passionate about climate change, um, she was saying, well, there's nothing I can do to make a difference. And I had to correct her and say, my gosh, you have totally changed my perspective on climate change. You made me have an, a podcast about it. I have completely changed my behaviors at home, um, how I buy, how I recycle based on your inspiration, learnings, everything. So, and again, if you just have an impact on one person, being either yourself or someone else, that's huge. So I think um, I've learned this year that speaking up for what you think is right and what you're passionate about feels really great and does have positive impact. Um, and even if it's one person at a time, don't get discouraged because that's how things change. So um, number five, be authentic, speak your truth, make your voice heard for change. Um, and then I think my last piece um, that I wanted to talk about is that there are some things that um, you know you can learn and you just have to keep learning. And again, I think everything probably is like that. But there are some things, I think there's one or maybe more things in everyone's life that you feel like, gosh, when am I, like, I already learned this. And like, how many different times can you tell me this universe or God or, you know, whatever your belief system is? It's like, how many more messages can I get from you that this is like something I need to keep working at and relearn? And uh, I think one thing I've learned this year is that there are certain things um, in my life that I think are just harder to shift. And for me, it's body image, weight, and just my relationship with my body. And um, I have to stay in it. And I'm going to have to keep learning it. And that's going to be like, that's, that's the challenge, one of the challenges that I've been given. And I can't be feeling sorry for myself about it. And I can't think it's unfair for whatever, whatever that means, whatever unfair is. It's such a hard thing to say things are fair, unfair. Um, but I really feel that I need to bring into 2020 um, the fact that I'm going to just, this is probably one of those things I'm just going to struggle with. And I'm not resigning myself to it in a negative way, but I want to give myself grace and say, you know what, Carrie, there are going to be certain things you learn really quick and that you just put into practice. And, you know, the gratitude thing came super easily. Um, but then, you know, this thing with body image and weight has just been like a, a struggle my whole life. And I, I think some of it's ancestral. My mom had it, her mom. I mean, it went back, you know, decades, uh, generations. Um, and I think our society's had a big struggle with it. And I will. And that's okay. Like, I don't want to judge myself for having to relearn. And I don't want to 
judge myself for um, how I sometimes treat my body, but I do want to learn from it. So, you know, going into 2020, I think this year has been a big year working with Alana McGee, who um, you've heard a couple of times on this podcast and continues to be really a, a guiding force for me for body positivity. Um, you know, I think it's going to be just a journey for me my whole life. So it's going to be, um, I'm really trying to talk positively about my body. I've done a really good shift this year about not talking shit about my body in front of other people, which has been a big thing because that was a you know big habit I had. Now it's more like looking in the mirror and not going, oh my God, you fucking fat ass. Like, and that sounds so like hateful. You would never say that to anyone else. But I mean, sure, a lot of you listening can identify and you're like pulling and pushing on these kinds of parts of your body and going, what the fuck, you know? And now I'm trying to really consciously go, look, this body, one, I'm still here. And like I said before, my mom passed when she was 35 years old. Like I'm 50. How, what a gift that is. I mean, it's like, honestly, I'm still here. I get to do so many things she never got to do. Like I have to honor myself, my kids, my loved ones, and her by like living big. And again, maybe living big is going to be living heavier, right? I'm not going to like, you know, become someone that's, um, you know, treating myself unhealthfully um, and just eating whatever I want, you know, to ad nauseum until I eat myself to death. But I mean, maybe I've got to make peace with having a bigger body because you know what? That's what my body wants to do. It's here. It's alive. It lets me talk to you. It's born children. Um, it's put up with a lot of abuse, bulimia, laxatives, um, starvation, like just stupid shit, maybe too much booze at different times. Um, and it's still here for me and it's working. And it's like, no matter what should I talk to it, how I pull, push, starve it, feed it. It's like, I'm still standing for you, Carrie. Like you've got important work to do. I'm going to just put up with all this abuse to keep you here in it to win it. Right. So I'm like, I should actually be thanking my body. And part of that I think is going to be in 2020 settling into a more healthful way to talk to it, to treat it. Um, whether that's, you know, through, I've been doing some great exercise. I mean, this work has been transformational with uh, lifting weights, which has been really great. I'm super thankful for my trainer, Sybil, um, and my husband, Alan, who have been both in that with me. And it feels powerful and strong. And so I've now started to look at things like, wow, like my arm is really squoze into that jean jacket um, that used to fit better there. But like, it's a, such a strong arm and it's got like a strong defined try and bicep and look at all the things it can do. And maybe I need to be getting like an XL jean jacket and that's going to be okay. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, when I think about the food I eat, there is change still to be had there. I eat mostly a healthy diet of nutritious foods, but like sometimes I'm binging still because I haven't, I'm still working through intuitive eating and going through that pe- the pendulum sw- uh, shift and swing of having restricted myself for so long from certain foods that were bad foods. And now I've given myself access to them. And so coming to terms with like access versus like overindulgence in them is going to just take time. And I've read all about it and people, it says it can take years. So I need to be patient and graceful with myself. Um, But I want to definitely treat my body better with what I'm putting into it too, right? But not counting calories, macros, keto, paleo, all that. And that's fine if, if that's making someone else happy and successful. But for me, you know, I just know that this ongoing struggle and it's probably going to stick with me for my whole life. And that's okay. It doesn't mean I'm not going to try to make progress. And I have made progress this year. I need to celebrate the progress, celebrate the wins. As Carlin Meehan, the artist that you know, who has been on the podcast says, mini wins. You know, these are mini wins, maybe even big wins. 
Um, and I just need to give myself grace and not judge myself for the struggle. So like I said, what I've learned this year, there are things you can make big shifts on, but some things you're going to make little shifts and mini wins on, and that's good too. So a key learning for me and my last one is there are some shifts that'll take time. There are some things you're going to have to come to terms with. And um, it doesn't mean you're giving up. It means you're still in the fight, but it just means, you know what, you're going to be realistic about the goal, kind to yourself throughout the process and the journey. And for me, that's going to be just treating my body with respect and being so thankful and in gratitude for it because, oh my gosh, it's been through so much and done so much for me. I mean, I couldn't ask more of it. So ergo, it's a beautiful, amazing body, um, no matter how you slice it. So that is my um, podcast, my last podcast of 2019. I'm so excited for um, 2020 and all it has to bring for everybody. I'm super hopeful. I'm just filled with love and wonderment for this amazing world we live in and for everyone I know and those I don't yet know and have to meet. And I'm excited to meet in 2020. And I'm just wishing um, everybody that listens, and I hope you'll spread the word to people that don't listen, but should, (laughs) Um, that, um, you know, have the most wonderful, blessed, loving, juicy, hopefully relaxed, purposeful, passionful holiday season plan ahead for the new year and and how you want to show up um, in 2020 and going forward and don't make it like punishments or, I mean, I prefer you don't like make punishing diet plans or say that I'm just going to be different because I just don't like this about myself. I I would hope you'd come at it from a place of grace and non-judgment and just excitement for growth versus casting aspersions on who you've been in the past. Like let's love you now and let's love you even more in 2020. So with that, Lots of love, all the best, and we'll talk to you next year.